0: Oh. Oh. Ah.
1: All right, well, welcome back everybody to the awkward bounce. This is uh Jeremy here, and I will waste no more time in passing it over to my co-host Joe.
2: Thanks, Jared. This is Joe, and I'd like to introduce we have two guests today, two of uh Canis Hupus's finest. Including uh, the head honcho himself making his annual pilgrimage here to Wolves Land. That's uh, Eric in Madison. Hello, Eric. Hi, Joe,
3: Jer, John.
2: And as Eric uh, implied, John is John Meyer, also uh, of Canis Hoopus, uh, does a lot of the game reports, uh, byline Minneapolis. John, welcome back.
0: Thanks for having me back on the Awkward Bounce. I've been here a few times and always appreciate it. Good.
2: Let me uh, just. If I may jump right into a, a basketball question. You guys all went to the game last night, which uh, I only followed on the box score. Uh, this is a long-term question. What's a bigger problem, do you think, for the Wolves in the long term? The uh, interior defense of Cat and Gorgie or the wing defense? Uh, and e- The funny thing is, even though Levine's been out, the silver lining hopefully was going to be that the bet team overall defense would be better. It's been pretty crappy with him out, so what, If you had to choose one, what's the bigger problem—the wing defense or the interior defense? So this defense? is this is kind Long of like turn. one of
1: those like, would you rather die in a fire or, or drown? Pretty type much questions, right? All right, yeah, Starting yeah. Things off mean, on a I, positive note, I mean, I don't. Yeah, they're
3: both bad. Uh, it's bad. I, I said last night at the game, it looks worse in person. That defense, boy, you see things and you're just you're amazed, but it's. It's both. I mean, I think ultimately, if, I, if you really force me to pick one, then it's the interior defense um, is, I would think, the bigger question mark and need and sort of must get better issue. Um, but that's not to let the wing defense or the perimeter defense off the hook, which is also horrendous.
0: Yeah, I think it's it's all been pretty poor lately. After they had that nice that that month where it seemed to improve, now it's it's fallen back up to kind of like what we saw last year more often than not. I think what I've been really disappointed with, and Tibbs he he mentions it a lot, is the off-ball defense, the weak side defense. That's where the guys are falling asleep. It's the it's the bigs and the wings, but that's really what's hurting. We saw it a lot last night against the Pelicans. It's just guys are snoring away from the ball and. I mean, everybody is guilty, so it, it's tough to to watch that. I it's hard to say which is worse, um, interior defense or perimeter defense, but because every game is is different. Um, but yeah, they're 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 struggling defensively. Last night, it was it was hard to watch the Pelicans score 122 points. They were missing a lot of key pieces, and Anthony Davis just got whatever he wanted.
1: I think the uh, the. Um the the cuts you know, the the, the off ball cuts to the basket for wide open layups has been a problem all season but it was especially a problem last night uh, I saw several times I think at one point Dante Cunningham of all people just had like not even like an uh, exciting alley oop just like a a layup that maybe I might have made I mean just suddenly he just cuts to the basket and there's no one near him yeah so well I mean the things that
3: I noticed really last night was uh, in terms of the off ball stuff was Closeouts when there was a cross-court pass are just so... It felt... It looked lazy. I mean, and I don't know. Maybe that's not fair. Maybe it was just, you know, maybe guys just don't concentrate, uh, although that's its own issue. Um, you know, I don't like to suggest motives necessarily, but the closeouts were non-existent, and the rotations, um, the help um, on, on dribble penetration was there was none i mean it was shocking how many times um guys could uh, get to the basket from 30 feet away without anybody stepping up to challenge the ball and just time after time i mean and i just i wonder I know that they're learning, they're young, it's a new system, but it's also not as if they're learning to be brain surgeons. It's defense. I mean, at a certain point, I mean, get bits of the right? When we
1: brought Tibbs in, the understanding is he's right. going to have a defensive scheme even more complex than brain surgery, to be fair, right? So um, I just want to answer your question in a more, like, Global way, which is, I think the answer is it depends on how you feel about the various players. I mean, exactly. if, you're, if you're saying, is it basically what you're saying is it a, is it a bigger problem that Towns doesn't defend, or is it a bigger problem that Andrew Wiggins doesn't defend? And and, and the answer is who who, right. who who do you think is more important to the team moving and, and, and forward? Than who's that's more likely bigger problem. To,
2: who's more likely to actually become good over time? If either or it's kind of because a lot of people just assume. They're young, they're gonna get it, they're gonna get it. there's no guarantee they're gonna get it. You know, hopefully they will, hopefully they both will. Hopefully Zach will. Hopefully, you know, Baz has made some improvement from tremendously bad to like I don't know, John, you see him a lot more, but Yeah,
0: I mean I guess I've been I've been incredibly disappointed with Carl Carl's defense. It's it's very bad to I'm just to be, you know, very clear. It's not good. It, he's really struggled. I expect more out of him. I think Tibbs expects more out of him, and it's frustrating to watch a guy that I think we all had a kind of an, this thought in our head out of Kentucky that he could be a really dominant force patrolling the paint and, and guarding a variety of positions. You know, after they beat Golden State last year, all we heard for a few days was, like, this, this guy, he can he can switch everything, he can guard guards on the perimeter, and he can do those things, and that's great, but I just – we haven't seen – enough good stuff like Andrew I think he has his games where he really plays well defensively and I've seen it more consistently him him playing good defense but I think one of my biggest disappointments this year is that Towns has been very bad defensively and I don't know if it's that he just exhausts himself offensively and he has such a high usage and he's counted on to just control so much on that end and he loses focus or he's tired or I don't know exactly what it is but he's just not there where they need him to be and I don't think the Timberwolves are going to be very good until he you know takes the next step or two or three on that end I'm
1: trying to think of an example of a of a dominant so-called superstar big that just didn't play any defense or, or I mean not none but that just was poor defensively but still considered a top top player I mean I'm sure there are examples but so often you think of the bigs as, as anchoring the defense. Or usually it's
2: later in their career, like maybe later Shaq or later Wilt. But when they were younger, they were pretty good.
3: Yeah, I just, I think it's a hard, I mean, it's a definitional question in some ways, how we define a superstar. But I think, particularly for bigs, you can't really be a superstar unless you're at least in upholding your own defensively. It's just too... It's just too big a part of the game um to to be really deficient at and still be a truly great player. Um so yeah, I mean it was just I mean we see some I mean I don't you know it's just continually shocking really. I mean I guess we get used to it. We know the defense is bad, but boy, woo. Last night, 122 to the Pels. I mean, Anthony Davis just – and it wasn't just him. I mean, he's a great player, though they did not guard him really, so that was not useful. Um, but, again, you know, and I was thinking about, you know, uh, Drew Holiday um, had a big game also. 12 and, assists, I think, And, there. again, it was just – it was, it was so many times where, um, you know, he'd just use a simple high ball screen, you know, Again, like 30 feet away from the basket and just no help. Um, You know, and then that left. And then or if there was help, it was late or the rotations didn't make any sense. And somebody got a wide open look and it was, you know, it was just possession after possession. Yeah, I
0: think I I asked Tibbs afterwards, is there anything you can do differently against Anthony Davis? He's obviously a superstar. He's a tough guy to stop. He said, we can guard him. (laughs) And then he kind of went on, and then he, he, he like, should you have. Know, Davis is. A I don't want to tell him how
1: to do him. his job, but he should have said that to the team before the game.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> he does say that. He, uh, he, uh, he does say that quite often during the game. I think yeah. he said, "We got to play, you know, effing defense like twenty different times last night," just screaming at him. And it's like, when are they going to pick it up? Are they going to pick it up? Right. And he always goes in this. It's like, am I doing something wrong? Am I not teaching it right? or do we not have the players that can execute it I, I believe in Towns I think he can get there it's not like I don't have confidence he's 21 and I think he is picking things up and but like I think we just all have to realize that it's a lot of this is is on him I mean I think t- Towns got to step up
1: Towns can you know he can block some shots from time to time he can play some some weak side de- help defense it seems like somehow some, he just needs to really put some energy into, into just positional defense and thinking about where he, where he needs to be and staying there.
0: Uh. He can't carry the Timberwolves with 36 points and 8 rebounds. He can do that. He is a sensational offensive player. But I think he has to have this mind, this, a shift in his mindset that the way the Timberwolves, he's going to carry the Wolves, is to be that anchor defensively. Right. You score 20 points, but you have to control the defense. So. That's what, I, that's what I want to see, personally. Yeah, it
1: doesn't seem like scoring has been the Wolves' problem this year. They, they got some guys that can score the basketball, which is a weird turn of phrase, right? Score the basketball. I've never
0: hey, Tim I've never really understood. So I've I mean, never really.
1: No, a lot of people do. I mean, it's obviously in my brain. I, I rolled off my tongue there, but it's weird, right? What else yeah. are you going to
0: score?
2: Fair enough. Get buckets. It's not a transitive <laughs> verb or intransitive or whatever, uh, but let's let's step back one game because you're talking about no problem scoring so there was you know a nice victory over a good raptors team a couple nights ago which is great but the defense still was pretty poor that
3: game too right yeah i mean that was a great win um you know but when you put it in the context of what's gone on you know they lost four in a row coming into that right um and badly, mostly, bad, you know, not, n- nothing close, bad defense, the whole thing. They play Toronto, again, bad defense, but they, you know, they outscore them. They have this incredible run late in the game where they can't miss, and, you know, and good on them, you know, congratulations. That's, And then, then, then last night, again, uh, you know, so... You know, it's nice to get that win, but if you sort of put it in context of the whole last 10 days or whatever it's been, I mean, it wasn't as if... I mean, I'm not sure what we saw in that Toronto game was anything other than, hey, yeah, they have some guys who can score, and they went on a sort of nice scoring run at the end of the game, and, you know, that's it. it, it there was nothing... Particularly, that was different about that game um, than the other few games we've seen recently.
1: I think uh, I think it was the Lance Stevenson effect in the Toronto game. Uh, he, he had one great game as a Timberwolf. That last night we found out that might be all he has in him. But uh,
0: yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll hold off on the Stevenson statue for I don't know another ten days or so. But eight days, I think. No. Yeah, eight days. <laughs> It's uh yeah, I don't think we learned a lot. I think you're right, Eric. In the Toronto game it seemed like a little more lucky of a win to me. They they got hot at the end Ty stones hit a huge shot. Um, and, and Lowry stones.
1: Lowry didn't. I mean that worth right. mentioning Lowry had a pretty good look to tie it up and missed right. it.
0: And it's worth mentioning that Stevenson played that screen very well. He went he was aggressive with it and we usually don't see that kind yeah. of aggressiveness with no, he did. with a screen and it allowed Wiggins to get over it and go contest Lowry, so that's and, nice, I think. It, to me, Tibbs last night he said that um, the games they reveal where you are, and I thought that was a great quote because we are. I mean, w- what this is revealing is just the inconsistency. We're all over the place with the Timberwolves. The youth, the they don't have enough attention to detail. They make too many too many mistakes. They don't have they don't focus defensively. It's stuff like that, and so you know I think in the Toronto game we saw. A lot of the same stuff. Now the trend is terrible defense in the first half. So last night we kind of got a little bit of everything. It was great. Eric was in the house, and we get we get terrible first half defense, and uh, and then we get a horrible third quarter. And
1: Ener- an energetic. Uh- uh, Towns to start the game. I mean, he was, he right. was dominant early, and the Wolves w- scored so, 40. Let's not, let's not forget the Wolves scored 40 points in the first right, quarter it, last night.
0: Yeah, it was 40 to 28, and then it just went downhill. I mean, they allowed 33 in the second, 37 in the third, 24 in the fourth. It's, you're not going to win like that. So, John, that's the way you pull these numbers out of the air. Yeah, but back I got to, them all on the top of my head.
1: Back to the end of that uh, Toronto game, you, you sit pretty close to the court. Did, did Baz call that bank?
0: Okay, so I was not at the Toronto oh, game. Oh, that's right. I took a rare break. I let Tony <laughs> Porter, also formerly Lynx Porter for us at Canisupas. Now he's Porter Zingas because he's a he's a big Kristaps Porzingas fan. As we all are. Um, we played Dynasty basketball together, and that's kind of his unicorn player. So uh, he covered the game for us. He did a great job. So you would have to tweet I'll ask Tony him. Porter and ask him.
1: Say, I just think we should quick acknowledge that there's a band setting up in the background, and right. is that drum kit set up? Because once the drum kicks in, I think we might be about done. We'll see how it goes. Well, I keep seeing more and more,
2: like, guitar cases walk past.
1: Right. It, so I don't I know mean, how many are back it there It takes now. a while for bands to set up, but uh, the drum is the, is the game changer, right? Once right. That, once that kicks in. So. Eric, you, you, you know that this isn't a video uh, podcast. Like, you clearly have a thought. You're going to have to say it in the mic. <laughs>
3: Thank you, Jeremy.
1: Um,
3: You know, and I guess we're just sort of piling on at this point, which probably isn't all that much fun. I I, I think, you know, they they went on that nice little run where they won 8 of 11, you know, driven, I think, in large part by significantly improved rebounding, which has kind of gone away again with everything else. Um, But one of the things that has occurred to me recently that's a little worrying is you know as fans we all say correctly rightly they're young right? We, You know they're young young teams don't win this is you know growth process et cetera et cetera and I think that's absolutely legitimate Um, they are young uh, though not as young as they were when they were also losing I mean there's you know so but but I what worries me is it seems to me that it's one thing for fans to talk about that but it feels like this built in excuse that exists for them is something that they actually embrace that and that I think is not an ideal mindset and frankly even Tibbs I mean you know I was. Thinking about that uh the interview that you know Britt Robson did with him in the MIN Post, and a lot of it was, well, you know, this was, you know, this is I'm not surprised, this was the process, we're young, we have to learn, all of which is true. But you know, from my point of view, the team's attitude should be, even if even if that's absolutely true, the team's attitude should be. Screw it! We're good enough to win. Let's go win ball games. And I, I, sense sometimes that they buy into this, um, this excuse about their youth in a way that I don't think is necessarily great. Um, that's one of the things I've been thinking about over the last few games, seeing them struggle like this.
2: Oh, I was just say kind of following up on that. A small thing I noticed, which may mean nothing, but. A few games ago, when Tibbs really came down, star leaders need to play both sides. They need to play defense. Obviously, talking about Cat and Wiggins, and I know it's both of them. Particularly Wiggins, it's like they would start with "I need to play better," but they would quickly go into "You yeah, know, we really need to." It's we, 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 we need to get better defense. We need to, which is fine. But to me, it's like I don't know. Just going from "I need to
1: do it" to "we" seems like a way to. Do you maybe have anything? John, do you have any insight from from sort of your access point into what Eric was just talking about with the idea that the that the it's one thing for the fans to embrace the we're young, what did you expect? Be patient, but um, he's, Eric just expressed a concern that maybe the players are also embracing that to their own developmental detriment. Do you have any insight or sure, thoughts on that?
0: Sure, sure. I, I guess I would. I think maybe sometime well, it's a losing culture, right? The Timberwolves have lost forever, so turning that around is not easy. Um, you know, you're branded as a loser, a, a, one of the worst teams, one of the worst franchises of the last, you know, 12 years, and so I, I do think it's hard to get over that. Uh, I don't think the players. I mean, I think that they're all responsible, and I think they take ownership 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 over, over bad losses, and you know, I, I don't get the sense that that they're buying into these kind of excuses or anything like that. But I do think it, they probably, like, linger in the back of their mind, like, you know, we're young. I mean, if we, this is a process. If they screw up one night, maybe it's not the end of the world. I mean, it is alarming to see a lot of these teams with lesser talent that beat the Timberwolves. And you uh, see right. a guy like Rodney Magruder, you know, absolutely you know, go kill the Timberwolves. That's hard to watch. Yeah,
3: This is when I started thinking about this issue because, um, and we I think talked about it as well, I mean the Heat have these, you know, guys who are you know, not super talented but one of the things, it's not only that they're that they're playing hard and doing the right things and therefore are on this big winning streak, but it's also that, um, you know, one of the guys on the broadcast I think it was Jim Pete, it might have been Ben's actually um, was during that game was talking about how Spolstra um, basically went to the team and was like, look, this is, this is BS. You're NBA players. We have enough to win bottom, you know, period. End of, you know, let's go win. And so, I mean, it was that attitude of, you know, nothing else. You guys, we have enough to win end of story so we don't win it's on us we it's our failure it's our you know and and you know look it's not like the Heat are a great team or are going to be a great team or have you know they were awful for the first half of the season so but you know the attitude was was that we're good enough and we have enough for and I mean maybe I'm projecting and I think you know John obviously is much closer to it and and suggests that you know I, I, I I'm not suggesting that the team is constantly embracing excuses, but I do think it it's sort of it drifts in the whole the whole culture as John put it, the losing culture the sort of um, the way that sort of expectations get
1: twisted well there's a self fulfilling prophecy part right like you, you you if you sort of are used to losing games in the last five minutes then you sort of learn how to how to lose games in the last five minutes or something i don't know it's i i i think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic about the team and you know because of a bad loss last night because we're at that point in the season it's it's been by my score it's been a disappointing season but there still are i mean we could turn this conversation around and and maybe we should to talk about some of the more positive aspects there's there's some reasons for hope i mean carl anthony towns scored a lot of points pretty easily against a pretty good uh, Anthony Davis last night at points um, Andrew Wiggins has, has started to hit some big shots and some big moments that you know we can be concerned about him not hitting some of those other shots in other moments but he, he clearly shines in certain spots. You know, we can get a giddy and, and try to dissect what's going on with Tyus Jones. I mean, what the hell is going on with Tyus Jones? Who barely saw any minutes last night, so I still don't know what's up with that. But well, I mean, I
3: think partly last night you kind of saw why. I mean, he's not. It's there are some tough matchups for him. Uh, you know, I think Drew Holiday just bullied him at one point in a way that it was just like, oh yeah, that's a problem. Look, it is, it is absolutely true. I realize you're absolutely right. I've been sitting here being my usual pessimistic self. But the reality is, I mean, the bottom line is they are a better team this year than they were last year. Um, You know, they're um, maybe not as much better as we would have hoped. And and maybe that's legitimate. I mean, it's not only that they got a new coach, but they're also all a year more experienced. They should be better. And, but they, I mean, the truth is they are better. Um, And so that's something to, to hang our, hang our hats on. Um, you know they've had some terrible luck in some ways, um, and then some stretches of truly horrendous play, which I think you know we're sort of in the midst of now, and that's colors the conversation. Um, but they are they are better certainly than they were last year. So that's yeah, good. I think
0: I think they're also they're reeling a little bit. Ob- obviously, they lost Zach Levine for the right. season due to his ACL. He's you know, he's a great locker room guy. Every, everybody loves Zach Levine. He's probably, like, the favorite guy of the Timberwolves, like, as a whole. Yeah. I think he just – everyone really connects with that guy. And so when you take him out of the mix, you know, I think that they have been down about that. And as an organization, they just – they have to pick up the pieces. They have to – you know, it it is what it is. He He's going to have a long process back, and they're going to have to get over it. But I think they're kind of letting them hold, hold that injury – that's holding them back right now is what I'm trying to say. But for me, like, when – you know, I go home after this kind of like 122 points, and it's like, where are the Wolves going? Like, you know, I've been doing this for a long time now, and it just seems like we are talking about the same things. We're writing right. about the same things. You want to see that change. You want you want it to smack you in your face, and you're like, that's real. I can I can trust that. But what I do come back to and what makes me hopeful is that I, I believe that we have three great pieces, Tibbs, Towns, and Wiggins. And I think, you know, I really like Zach Levine too. Yeah. So... I think I believe in that I think that and even if you want to just dumb it down to I think we have a great coach and a leader in Thibodeau yeah. or Thibodeau sorry but the Tibbs it's hard um, and I think that Carl Anthony Towns is truly a special player that's yeah. not a hot take I mean most people do I think most people think that so I that, think yeah. if you just just dumb it down to that you know I feel good about it but it's about putting the right guys around that That's that's a challenge and it's about you know executing and
1: yeah it 's weird to me that uh, you 're right, and I think the bottom line is, after all this time we still we still have a roster that doesn 't quite play to its strengths and doesn 't quite make sense and i you know Eric, you and I had a kind of a conversation yesterday about uh, you know I, I sort of said well, I think that there 's going to be some changes to the roster you weren 't so convinced, uh, but we 'll see i mean time will tell but there 's in my opinion, the changes are necessary. There's still some pieces that don't make sense, but there's some pieces that we can build around, like John said, and, and have be excited about. And we have to find a way to maximize that.
3: There's no question that, um, yeah, John's absolutely right. There are some excellent pieces and um, some good things happening, certainly, Uh but changes do need to be made and that that always, you know, that worries me. It's it's difficult, you know. Player transactions in the NBA are not easy. And you know, when you are a bad team in a not hugely appealing market, um it's just it's it's all the more difficult. Uh we tend to get into conversations about this free agent or that free agent. We all understand we're not you know, the wolves aren't getting um you know Kevin Durant right exactly but even the even the level of player that I see people sort of pining for my reaction is usually yeah that guy's not signing here and you know um and so my my point isn't that there's no hope my point is that it's going to require work it's going to require some creativity on the part of um Scott Layden um and Thibodeau um, and the rest of the front office to figure out ways of identifying the right players and then acquiring them and you know I agree changes need to be made but we'll see if they're able to, to execute
1: well there's there's some tough decisions potentially I think you know the Zach Levine injury uh, just, from, just from yeah. a, a team development standpoint they like the, it's disappointing to to lose this period of evaluation because that's yeah. still the jury's still out on on him as an individual and him at, and Wiggins as a pair. I, I think you know, I've expressed concerns about the pairing of, of Gorgie Jang and uh, and Carl Anthony Towns, a, a difficult decision to be made. I, I think Jang's probably a tradable contract, but you don't want to give him away. He's clearly a good player, right? I, you know, when I say I'm worried about that pairing, I'm not trying to throw go to the bus some of our best wins have been because he was fantastic but if towns is our cornerstone maybe he's a piece that can can be looked at as an opportunity i i think we're gonna have to make some difficult decisions to be the come truly the team we all hope the the wills become and that to me that's gonna be the most interesting moment of
2: the the whole tibbs regime is this upcoming offseason because you know they kind of played it slow and conservatively really this first offseason which was fine and he said, you know, I'm going to give this thing a year, see what I got, and then, so yeah, does he does he keep or trade Rubio with all the rumors? What do they do with Levine being injured? What do they do with, you know, Wiggins? What do they? What can they do? What do they try to do? What gets done? Before the start of next season, I think it'll be very telling. Like well, it's done with done.
1: I mean, at some point, when do you
2: cut bait with him or dun, or, dun, dun. or change?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was
2: bad. Yeah. So it, uh, Ch- you know, change who, your. Who do they to him? who do they draft? You know, all that stuff. It'll, it'll be really
1: interesting to kind of see this offseason. Supposedly, point guards are are abundant in this draft. Yeah, that the wolves with are the wolves are moving Great. towards another high draft pick. Uh, it's it, it's very possible that the, the point guard of the of the starting point guard of the future isn't on this roster. So, we'll, that will cause cool. some hand ringing in the fan community. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's it's interesting. We we always talk about, you know, I know Eric, you don't like oh, reviews because the jump. they're you know most they're not going to be good, right? Right. But, but the, the interesting thing is when we talk about this building a team, it's like, and you kind of you hit on this with what you said. It's It's hard to get guys here in Minneapolis. The way we get guys is we draft them and we got to keep them here. And so I always like, I'm always talking to myself. I have to talk myself at the ledge because I'm like, let's trade this high pick for a guy that we know is good. At the same time, the way that we, you know, become a good team is that we draft these guys and we keep them here. Right. Because that's with the way the CBA is set up. You know, you get your eight years and. Right. it, right. I mean, the so way it is set up
3: hard. I mean adds value to draft picks because you have you have team control for so long um, so yeah it's and yes, you're absolutely right, of course you have to draft talent because because of what we were talked about before it's difficult to bring it in any other way um, you know, but in terms of okay, I think everybody uh, you know to the extent that fans were and are willing to kind of give them a pass this year. Sure. And I think everybody involved from fans, you know, the team has got to be focused on making a significant step forward next season, right? I mean, it, 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 we, this is... I mean, because if, if, if that doesn't happen, then clearly the talent isn't what we well, were right. hoping it was. I mean, uh, you know, because right? I mean, if they don't... If they're not sort of much better next season, then we have a real problem.
0: Right, and I think we're already like... Getting closer yeah. to that tipping point. Like with all with these losses, I mean, I just you can just tell that, that you can see Tibbs, you can see him thinking, like, man, it like really reflecting, is this, is this good enough? Because he keeps saying, like, now he's going back to like, am I teaching it well enough? Am I doing the right things? Am, am I doing something wrong? Because they're not getting it. You only ask those questions if you're like, This just is not working. And right. so he doesn't even I mean, I think AP Sports Guy, he asked him. A question last night like do you get tired of delivering the same message over and he just goes nope nope we're gonna deliver it and we're gonna deliver it again Until we're gonna it deliver it again yeah. and we're gonna deliver it again and then it ended and the post game ended and i'm just like yep that's tibbs in a nutshell he's yeah. just gonna keep doing it and Eventually, if they don't get it, then he's going to make changes. It's just going to happen.
1: I think, you, Eric, you real, real quickly, and this is maybe edges back into more negative conversations So you can shut me up if you need to. But you just alluded <laughs> to to a problem that I I see with the um, the sort of concept of from a fan perspective, anyway. That to be patient, you know, let's be patient. They're young; it's going to happen. Like how, that doesn't last forever. And 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 I sort of wanted the team to be better this year. And there's voices that sort of urge me to be patient um, but but it, but next year if if they 're not com- I mean I want them to compete for the playoffs this year, not necessarily make it but compete they, i don 't think they 've done that uh, A very very they, weak conference. they've they fake competed for the playoffs because the West has been bad, but that 's on the western Conference, not the wolves if they' if they don 't compete for the playoffs next year. How will that not be wildly disappointing? Well, even the here's the who, issue. Even I the mean, people who preach patience said, but next year, this right. going to happen.
3: Well, I mean, here's the thing. We tend to equate patience and prudence, you know, we, but those are not, in fact, synonymous. The issue, and, and we will see that this summer, right? This is, this is going to be an issue. Be patient, be patient. Okay, we still haven't come close to winning, and you're about to give. Wiggins a five-year max and, you know, had, had Levine not torn his AC, and they still might give Levine a four-year max, it wouldn't surprise me if they do, but it, certainly they would have if he hadn't gotten the injury. So, okay, be patient, but now you are making a massive investment in what the future is with no and you haven't won anything yet and haven't even really looked like winning anything yet. And so, you know, me I'm not suggesting it is. I would not do anything prop major in terms of, like, moving a central, what I think of as a central piece. I don't, I, you know, I i, I mean, I, and I'd probably be more inclined to do that than some people, but I'm not looking to do that. But sometimes, you know, you when you are a patient, what you wind up with is over, you know, having rudy gay on a massive contract because you you know waited and signed him and waited for the and it didn't happen you know so patience is great but not always synonymous with smart
1: so interesting i don't know why this popped into my head I just i guess i was thinking about like trading major pieces and big name players rarely get traded in the nba and rarely to positive effect um and in the, in the counterexample is always Denver traded Carmelo Anthony. And I, ju- I think I just saw yesterday that a reminder that since that trade, Denver's won more games than the Knicks. Now, that's, that says more about the Knicks as yes, an organization than any, any other factor. It doesn't. I don't think it says a lot about Carmelo Anthony. I don't think it says a lot about Denver. I think it says a lot about the way the Knicks have approached building a basketball team for the last however many years that is. But anyway, it popped into my head as an interesting side note.
0: Yeah, the Knicks do make me feel good as a Wolves fan. <laughs> their dysfunction it makes me feel a little bit better
3: it feels like there's quite a bit like especially in the major markets maybe this is always true but we've got major dysfunction with the knicks the bulls major dysfunction with the bulls the lakers all of a sudden now magic wants to run the team boy that seems like a bad idea not that not that kubchak has necessarily
1: done so great but (laughs) really um is it because these major market teams that have had success in the past Approach it with an entitlement, and 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 expect that they're going to be able to snap their fingers and get there again. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I prefer. I would like to. I'd like the Knicks to be good. I mean, they've got great uniforms. And I and I like I like the Knicks, but they've they've sucked for a long time. Joel? (laughs) I I personally no. Welcome to Knicks podcast.
2: No, Boston seems to be one of the few yeah, big, major, uh, legendary franchises that, that's doing all right. But even they are not up
1: to back where they ought to be. Well, they stole a championship. Terrible uniforms. Celtics? Wait, we're now we're on an anti-Celtics thing, I'm Jeremy. I'm always willing to be anti-Celtics. Oh, no. I I rooted for them for one year against just because of Kevin Garnett. It 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 pained me to do so. Uh, but you know, sometimes you just have to do these things. Yeah, I really right.
0: dislike the Celtics. Thank you, John. I knew I liked you. I, I disliked them for a long time, but it's the last couple of years I actually have found Uh-oh. Um, that I am I like them. Now oh yeah, because of Brad Stevens, and I like I like yeah. Crowder, I like Avery Bradley, right. Isaiah Thomas. I just think they're players. Oh, they're like, players. I like the sure, Amir like Johnson is a guy that would like that guy would be so helpful on the Timberwolves. I
1: brought him up this morning. Yes.
0: So there's they just they you know I step away I'm like yeah I don't like the Celtics historically but I like their coach and I like a lot of their players so. Well, it's, you Jerry's
1: know. notoriously anti-Irish, right? Uh, no, I You're liked my grandmother just fine. Thank you, Joel. <laughs> <laughs> trying to put words in your mouth.
2: Uh, getting getting back to the wolves. So uh, uh, let's go a different. So you guys were at the game uh, yesterday, John. You obviously you've been to a, quite a bit. What, uh, what are you hoping that the improvements to the actual facility are going to look like next year? Anything you're particularly hoping for? Well, I th- the new
0: scoreboard is tremendous, if, if you haven't seen it. It's, it's fantastic. I have. It's,
2: it's so good, it's almost too good, right? It's like yeah. hard to take your eyes off it.
0: Yeah, I mean, the old scoreboard, it was, it was tiny. It was, that was a long overdue move, so it, that's, that's a nice thing. The new suites are nice. I haven't had the opportunity to go step into one of them but they look very nice and I know they have like the Treasure Island Club for people to do whatever in and they're getting new railings and a a robust Wi-Fi. I think the Wi-Fi is what I'm most excited about because uh, the Target Center Wi-Fi is horrible. It makes it harder to um, do your work in yeah, the I've seen old. that
1: that would be good if they fixed the Wi-Fi, at least just for, for folks like you who are yeah. being expected well, it's to get also information horrible out. For fans.
0: I mean, when I was a fan, I might trying to send a tweet out, and my friends text me all the time about it. It's, it's really bad. And so Glenn put the extra $10, $12 million. Um, and buy a router. Yeah, it's a buy a router, a really great one. Um, so <laughs> she,
1: she went to Best Buy and spent $12 million. That's
0: nice. I mean, the Timberwolves have... You know, arguably the best practice facility. That's nice. That's a great state. Of- um, they have a D-League team now. There are reasons to be yeah. excited. I mean, we've made some really positive changes, and Flip kind of started all of that. I mean, he really did. And so it, there are a lot of things to be positive about. I think it's just, like, we always come back to the the patience thing. It's, you can't tell a Timberwolves fan to be patient. You just can't. That's that's wrong. Do D-League
2: yes. teams have SP Nation sites? Anybody know? Or are they... D league teams, yeah. I think there's a there's like a D league, oh, like the, a blanket uh, D league. Uh, uh,
0: what's it called? Ridiculous upside. Ridiculous upside. And yeah. They do a great job, too.
2: but not not a per. There's not going to be like uh, an Iowa Energy uh, site oh. that Eric's going to launch. Oh no, no, <laughs>
0: no. David Naylor will get to launch because oh yeah, can, you know oh, yeah. he's got his connections out there, and um, that'll be interesting. I think I I would be Canis Miner. Yeah, th- it would be fun to go down to Des Moines and see the game. Minor, and nice. I think. I think Naylor was saying they they do pretty well at the games. Like the fan base is pretty strong, and it's I guess the environment is fun for a D League game. Yeah, it's cheap. I it's,
1: imagine I'll get down there at some point. I yeah, mean, Why wouldn't yeah. I? Especially if they if they have a you know second round pick that I'm excited about.
0: And sure. Yeah. We could take a foreign guy and just stick him down there. Stick some foreigner in Iowa. Just, just say <laughs> hey, well, just welcome an to the <laughs> NBA. Des Moines, Iowa.
1: So, Joe, just to kind of. Your question about about in-stadium improvements to the physical structure kind of got me thinking about, like, as a a guy who's fairly into the product of basketball, man, I go to the game and I watch the basketball, I'm trying to imagine what they could do that I would even notice. I mean, you know, like, I go there, I walk into the stadium, if I get to my seat unimpeded unimpeded, and then sit down and I can see the basketball game, then I'm
0: I'm happy. If I, like, if I... Stumbled into like a billion dollars I would buy the Timberwolves And the first thing I would do Is I would dim the lights
1: Yeah that That's a A different Stadium I just, experience I just really enjoy that When you yeah. uh, When
0: I watch games at, You know like on TV At MSG Or the Clippers I th- I, or no, The Clippers I think they did it recently Who else does it a couple other teams maybe boston yeah
1: it is cool um,
0: i just love that i think it's it's so great the staples center i went to a
1: game a few years ago at madison square gardens and that was that was a notable like this is cool it was it feels old school
0: i'd also you know i think we'd all get rid of cherry berry everyone gets mad about beating that cherry berry dead horse but you know would you
2: still fire t-shirts out at the crowd
0: um, I think the crowd likes it enough that I would probably keep it. Yeah, you know,
1: I, I will say from from bringing a small child to games. I mean, those things keep kids engaged. I mean, she caught a T-shirt a couple weeks ago, or I, I grabbed it uh, from ripped out of some guy's hand. a Very proud parenting moment, and gave it to my daughter, and that that stuff does keep kids engaged. The halftime show. I mean, I'm not I'm not suggesting they don't do that stuff, but in terms of physical improvement, I. Right. I don't. Lobby I that personally don't yeah. really care. You know, if sure. as long as the seats aren't uncomfortable, right. you know, I would say I would like better food. You know, I mean, Target Field has great food. Target Center, they've done better, but I don't think that they've gotten there. Eric, you look entirely bored by this conversation, is it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, I mean, I just I'm I'm here so infrequently that just to me getting to see a game, you know, it I don't agree with you. It it's. I'm there to see the game, to see the team that I follow so closely, and you know, I don't need a lot of bells and whistles. And I do think it'll help them in terms of marketing right. and everything else to do it. I've got no objection to what they're doing, but it it's, it has very little. It holds very little interest for me, right. really.
1: That was more my point. My point right. wasn't that there aren't advantages to having a great stadium. My my point was that I personally might not care
0: right all i want to see is a sold out target center a little more frequently you know last night there was a sixteen thousand. that's that's one of the better crowds of the season and you know what though
1: that's that's, that's something i enough. would notice if, if a better stadium experience brings more fans in then i will have a better experience yeah. by by being surrounded by more fans so I mean, that, that 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 could impact me
0: Absolutely. I, I remember I'm sure you guys went to a few games, but Ricky's rookie season, I mean, the Target Center was a it fun was place hopping, to yeah. be. You know, it there was, was this right. there's this, you know, special feeling in the building like, geez, we we might have something here. And you know, it's it's taken its its own shape, but it was fun. I remember yeah. being in the upper deck and the crowd being wild and chants of Olay. And yeah, right. That 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 was fun to be there. And I for me it's like I would love to see the Target Center get back to that, that place where it's rocking in there. Teams don't want to come play. You know, when I was growing up when KG was carrying teams like it was a, it was a tough place to play. And now it's it's just not. So,
1: yeah, that, that I do remember, you know, just like a random Wednesday night against Toronto in the KG era, was, there's still there were fans in there. There people were cheering. It was it was fun.
0: But, yeah, it takes, it takes a lot to get there. They have to win. They have to be, you know, a much better team. You know, flash seats certainly doesn't help. It, there's a lot of different variables there, and right. hopefully that they can figure it out. I agree.
1: We're starting to get, you know, we've, we've survived. The drums hasn't started yet. I think we uh, we we've survived the book club over exactly. there.
0: Uh, so I have so. a question for you two. Okay. Well, Joe, I guess, what do you enjoy most about Canisups and what brings you back every day? And I'm just always curious to know kind of what you like about it and
2: Sure, uh, you know, as great as uh, the, the writers are there, you know, I think what really brings me back is a community of commenters, you know, the people that you get to know through their comments with, uh, you know, and you kind of look forward to certain types of humor from certain people or. Insights of, that you might I might not know myself from people who know basketball in different or better ways than I do, uh, and just kind of the the zeitgeist of what's kind of going on in the mind of that demographic. So uh, I, I
1: just say the robust conversation that is, is what I particularly enjoy. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think the the comment section at Canis Hoop is the way it. Um, it flows when you have time to keep up with it which I've had less time lately but I I like to I like to integrate my interests together so I'm not really a single interest type of person obviously I'm pretty into basketball but I like the opportunity to to talk about basketball alongside of music alongside of of you know whether it be politics or food you know some of the various things travel or or just I like I like the fact that the idea of talking about Things I'm interested in with people with different backgrounds. The fact that you log in and you might be talking to somebody in in Ireland or or Spain or, or Australia or wherever. It's um, it's just been a good experience for me to to get to know some people in a different way. And and frankly, the the opportunity to meet some people that I met there online in real life has has only strengthened my belief that these are real relationships that you build in in those conversations. So I that that's it for me is the community and of course the good writing of course is that what you're looking for no I no, no, yeah, no I, I, just, I, I i'm always interested curious. To,
0: to know just to hear why why people like it i mean there's a there's a
1: lot of places that you can read a, an article about the timberwolves consume it and then set it aside and not have a conversation about it and t- and Canis Hoopas does that, as, is one of the places that does a good job. There's writers who are thoughtful at Canis Hoopas and other places. The unique thing is the ability to, to converse about it afterwards because other, other places don't have that ongoing, the way that SB Nation, I mean, that's to SB Nation's credit. Canis Hoopas' community's taking advantage of it. So
2: That's true. I don't remember the last time I read a game rap anywhere other than Canis. It's like I don't go to any of the, the newspapers or any other. Wolves. I just go see what you guys have written about the game, whether or not I watched it, um, and we appreciate it. And again, a hat tip to Eric and Nate before him for kind of keeping the very, um, you know, light light hand that allows uh, the conversation to flourish without uh, and kind of self-policing where things rarely get out of uh, what I would call internet control. So. Uh, Sites strong, and I was kind of worried or wondering what was going to happen if if we made the leap this year, and all of a sudden, you know, we're in the sixth seed, and we're you know five seven games over five hundred at this point, and got an all star too, you know, was it going to be overflooded with uh, happy, optimistic
3: fans, and uh, you know what? What in
2: God's yeah, keep those happy happened?
0: people out of here, know. right?
3: Who wants happiness? Damn it! Uh, yeah, well, listen. I mean, it's. I think uh, hopefully, I certainly hope that. A, they do start winning, and we see a playoff series sometime in the <laughs> near future. And I also hope that it does bring a lot of new people to the site. I mean, you know, I like us sort of. Um, but, you know, new voices are good. We get stale.
1: Look at us. So I think don't we're going to get us. this in and right under the wire before this band starts, which is kind of cool. Hopefully people have enjoyed the guitar noodling in the background. But real quick, give us a a, a, a brief synopsis of what, what are you looking for the rest of the season? Eric? You know, it's uh, when you get to
3: towards the end of the season, so so much of what you see can be a mirage, right? Because just teams are approaching it differently. Um, you know, I guess... And, and at this point, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see everybody else stay healthy, and that's my number one thing. No more major injuries. Um, And, you know, I always root for wins. I'm never going to be a guy who's like, tank, tank, tank. Um, So, I always want to see wins. And, you know, I'm hoping to see more consistency of effort, but again, it's sort of one of those things where I'm not necessarily going to buy anything specific that I see in the last 20 games of the year. I mean, I just, the sample is small, priorities for everybody in the league change you start to see things that just really aren't long-term trends but you kind of convince yourself they are because they're the last thing you see um so you know i just kind of want to enjoy
1: the games and stay healthy i agree john what are you looking for
0: uh i'd like to see them win a game uh by scoring 80 points so, so uh, good
1: one yeah, that is a good one. So some specific. So, yeah, I guess that success. gets into I just
0: want to see consistency on the defensive end for a full game and multiple games. I wanna I I wanna after the game I would just wanna say that was some damn good defense. And like I really liked that and I saw something there that makes me hopeful that they can, you know, put because Tibbs' thing is put it on. Put it on, put it on. He puts it on the film, they go back, they watch it. And I we need we need full games where he can show them like this is what
1: you did this is, did this right. this is yeah. the template.
0: Yeah. I think the other thing I want to see is uh, I want to see Chris Dunn establish himself we spent a, the fifth pick on Chris Dunn. Everyone picked him to be rookie of the year. Whether you're a believer or not, we need to see, we need to see Chris something. Dunn establish himself. He's a very good defensive player but he has struggled offensively and I want to see some stuff that quite frankly we haven't seen um, mm-hmm. offensively.
1: I so. think that's a good one Joe what are you looking for? It's hard to disagree. That was
2: pretty much what I was going to say. Health, obviously, and you know, more signs of Tibbs' defense sinking in and working. And finally, what I don't want to see is the equivalent of
1: Mark Madsen shooting three pointers. You know, I'm not a tank either. I'll, I'll just end the podcast on this. What I what I'd like to see um, is, is an unquantifiable thing but I just want to see more joyful basketball. I I love the sport and I love to see people I love playing the sport that are good at it and bring some joy back to the basketball court Uh, we've seen flashes but that's also not been consistent so joyful defensive uh, effort no injuries and wins alright thanks guys yeah thank you thanks for having us
0: thanks guys
3: Thanks. adios